Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Call of Cthulhu, a horror role-playing game based upon the fictional works of H.P. Lovecraft. On this episode, we will be playing a one-shot scenario for our Patreon supporters. Tonight, your investigators of the unknown are... Brian. What? Gabe. Hey. Zach. The noob. And Sade. Hello. Well, our viewers and listeners are familiar with Brian and Gabe, but our other special guest stars are new to the show, so let's get to know them a bit more. Zach is our revered Old Ones Patreon supporter who will be joining us for future episodes. Zach, tell the audience a little bit about it yourself and your experiences with Call of Cthulhu. Been around the block uh, gaming since, uh, of course, high school. D&D, White Wolf, a little bit of Call of Cthulhu, Beyond the Supernatural, Rifts, pretty much a little bit of everything. But read Lovecraft ever since high school as well. Luckily, I've actually had a chance to go pretty much around the world. So I've seen the Mediterranean and Screams of Innsmouth. Um, you know, I've seen different parts of Europe because I'm retired military now. So I'm just glad to be back in the States and being able to, to do stuff like this and hang out with cool people again. Well, thank you for joining us. And Sade is one Hello, of everybody. the, if you don't know her, then you should, uh, right. is <laughs> what well, we all do now. Uh, but she is one of the talented and hilarious cast members of the Lovely Craftians podcast, uh, one of my recent recommendos. Sade, besides playing Ambrosia on the Lovely Craftians, I know you're also a webcomic illustrator and have mm-hmm. other irons in the fire. Where can our listeners find more of your work? Um, well, you can look me up on Instagram. I am uh, like a sassy art, I think is like S-A-S-E. And if you want to look me up at Twitter, I don't use Twitter that often, but I'm learning to use it. Um, I am at Shade Ambi Edwards. Nice. And, uh, uh, not, a, not a H in there. S-A-D-E-S makes the S-H sound. Sorry, people. <laughs> uh, Software is a service. So. <laughs> Yeah, so check me out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed the, the webcomic uh, so far. Oh, it's, really? Uh, oh. Yeah, of course. Um, it's going to be revamped entirely, so I am going to like be uh, looking into probably getting a writer in there okay. um, and doing more detailed background and um, character illustrations to make sure we're ready to go. Nice. Um, and like... Whenever the revamp happens, I'll let you guys know. Yeah, please do, because uh, it sort of reminded me a little bit of uh, Life is Strange, that kind of vibe anyways, and uh, I really like your style. So Thank you. And that's yeah. exactly kind of the vibe I'm going for the beginning, and then it's going to get straight up strange cool. um, at a certain point. Just kind of off, the, like, just like, oh, like it's a day-to-day. Nope, it's not. It's not a day-to-day nothing. No, I don't right. even think about it. All right, cool. Well, we'll check that out once uh, you get rolling. And uh, before we begin, we need to take a moment to thank our May 2019 supporters on Patreon slash Lovecraft Tapes, without whom this episode would not exist. The forces of darkness congeal, led by our old one in Relia, Zach Harley. You know him, you love him. Recently raised by the wacky cultists of the starry wisdom, Ravens in the Attic, and the Demir Lobotomist. In the good guy corner... Jordy Rose is our lone mystic of the occult, assisting where he can the able-bodied efforts of two investigators of the unknown, Chris Parker and Elizabeth Grieve. Meanwhile, back at Miskatonic, Brittany Davis, Lobster Johnson, Olda Polkert, Sean Sebastian Lasansky, Alexander Campbell, Frank Delventhal, Mitch L., Daniel Hissey, David Winterman, Eric Zane, Amanda McCalla, Wouter Vermeyen, Malambra57, John M. Ray, Brownie Davis, Anthony Imes, Tadashi Katsuran, Eric Phillips, and Eric Miles make up our professors at Miskatonic, who continue to lecture their students about the dangers of opening certain spellbooks without a valid library card. 
Those two curious students at Miskatonic include Eric Setterberg, Oystein Bowler, Snow, Jeffrey Young, Bifford, Dom Driver, Jeremy Griffith, Milk Mix, and Rolling Boxcars, who is perpetually trying to talk all the other students into sneaking off campus to spy on that creepy old guy down the block who likes to tend to his petunia garden in the dead of night. Oh, petunia. <laughs> so thank you one and all. We appreciate your support, and we're happy to bring this one shot to you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, guys. Well, let's begin tonight's scenario. The Cellar. Hell House. Damn it. Oh, damn. No, so sorry. <laughs> the Cellar in the Hell House. Exactly. Ah! Okay, so I'm going to give you access to a newspaper article. This is from the New York Herald, July 20th, 1928. Grizzly Whitehall Murder. Prominent New York attorney, Arthur Blackwood, was arrested yesterday and charged with the murder of his wife, Rosemary. Mr. Blackwood was discovered wandering the countryside near his vacation cabin located in Whitehall, New York. It is reported that Mr. Blackwood was disoriented and covered in blood. On arrival, the local sheriff discovered evidence of the heinous murder of Mrs. Blackwood despite the disappearance of Mrs. Blackwood's body. When questioned about his wife's whereabouts, Mr. Blackwood was unable to respond. Today is Saturday, March 2nd, 1929, eight months after Arthur Blackwood was arrested for the murder of his wife. As you enter the law office of Joseph Klein, you look upon a breathtaking view of the New York skyline. Klein bids you welcome and gestures for you to take a seat. Sitting on Klein's desk is a large box with a pair of strange wheels and a row of buttons on its face. Klein says, thank you for coming, as he shakes your hands. As you are aware, Arthur Blackwood is facing the electric chair. I'm trying to negotiate a lifetime prison sentence, but the outlook is bleak. Klein places a hand on the strange box on his desk. This is a magnetic voice recorder. I use it to record conversations with defendants so you can hear their exact statement in their own words. These are brand new, and the company that makes them is a client of ours, so we got access to this prototype. Klein presses a button and says, Arthur has a message for you. As the wheels begin their spin, you hear Arthur's scratchy voice emanate from the box. Cousin, please, you must help me. I can't explain it. I never believed the stories, for they were too fantastic to be real. But the Blackwood family line is both blessed and cursed. A genie lives in the cellar of the family cabin, but to control it you must find my ring. I dropped it, I think, in the cellar. Please, find my ring and prove to the police that the genie exists. Please, I implore you, find my ring, for it is the only thing that can prove my innocence. Klein opens a manila folder and shows you a photograph of the cellar beneath the Blackwood cabin. The photograph shows dark earthen walls lined with shelves and a white floor of crushed shells and gravel. A large amount of blood is splashed and splattered across the floor. As you can see, there's no such thing as a genie. Klein says. Poor Arthur, he's been under incredible stress. He eventually snapped and butchered his wife. Klein then gives you a key to the cabin and a letter granting you access to the property, should the local authorities want to know why you're there. It's only because I still love and respect Arthur that I'm even entertaining his request to have you search the cellar for anything to clear his name. I hope you have some luck with that. In the meantime, uh, maybe introduce yourselves to each other. Dr. Pennyworth, would you, would you like to start? 
Uh, hello, um, my name is Jane. Uh, you can call, like I'm Mrs. Pennyworth, but you can call me Jane. I'm the uh, like the psychiatrist on duty here. Um, I'm just going to check his sentimental state at the moment. Uh, seems kind of fanciful to think that genies exist, right? Like, but that, <laughs> that's one for the records. So I, I assure you. <laughs> I'm 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 Brig I'm Brigham Hughes. I've been a friend of Arthur's for a while. I. I'm an architect over at, at Jeeves and Klein Architecture Agency. No relation, of course, but that is sort of how we, how we met through that sort of co- coincidence. But I don't. What I don't understand is if he's so sure that he did it, why why is there not an insanity plea on the table? That's just where I'm standing at this point. Uh, my my name's Xavier Clark, and uh, I'm just a writer and author. So I just I just want to make sure that uh, that, that I'm covering all my bases here. I'm Rumberger. P.I. by trade. I'm here to hopefully uh, prove a little bit of innocence going on, but honestly, I'm just here to find the truth. We'll find out what that is. Well, excellent. Uh, I, I think you're all capable in your own way, and uh, you'll probably be able to help each other once you get to the cabin. All right. Well, as you know, uh, Clark here is Blackwood's cousin. You keep in mind, Mr. Clark, that uh, you know this, this not only clears Bla- Arthur's name, but uh, your, your family's as well. So take okay. care. and I'm sure we'll figure it out. Well, I, I hope you do. We just need to find proof of the, that there was no foul play involved despite all this blood. I, I, don't, I don't like blood. <laughs> are, you, are you a squeamish type, Mr. Clark? No, I just don't like blood. Or cuts, or wounds, <laughs> or anything that's slimy. Typically, writers don't have a, you know they write about the world, but they never really experience yeah, I, it. Yeah, I've but, I haven't been out of my yeah. house for fourteen years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sound like a proper shut-in. But I'm excited to get into a cellar, <laughs> just like home. A nice confined space. You know, over over at the at the at the at the at the agency, we're, we're trying to d- d- develop some some new modifications to to sellers to make them so that way they're more inviting and that way people are less likely to commit murder murders in them. We, we don't know this was a murder. Uh, I, I don't. I, I'm not trying to incriminate my friend. I just. What? 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 All right. All right. Uh, well, you can discuss oh, okay. that more at the at the cabin. And uh, if here, here's the map how to get there it's just a couple hours drive and uh, i believe if you set out now uh, you'll get there well before dark and have some time to look around i don't know why i'm southern all of a sudden but you know, <laughs> i was wondering so that too. i'm in new york well, so hey, i shouldn't I be sounding like this at all it's very strange all right well we should get going then i do declare you're correct Oh, okay, uh, I want to go. Who's driving? My, my, dri- me, my, my drive auto is only at 20. I am not getting behind a wheel, especially of a truck. Who's got the better drive auto? I have 400. Does that work? 400 is good, yeah. I'd <laughs> say right. that's pretty good. All right, just roll under 400. You'll be all right. And we're there. Having set out from Klein's office, you have already looked around the main rooms of Blackwood's cabin and found nothing of interest or relevance to the case. You are now in the parlor looking at the closed trap door, which presumably leads to the cellar where the police say Rose's murder took place. So so who wants to open it? <laughs> Definitely not well, me. I probably should go first. Uh, with not yes. having any kind of uh, law background or, I mean, a writer, really, you know, yeah. at least yes. we have a doctor with us. You go first. I'll be right behind you. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad I escaped that, 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 that insult. Yeah. That insulting. Yeah. 
The cabin itself is in pretty good shape. It's, it's actually pretty well appointed. It's kind of nice. And the trap door is, uh, looks a bit more ancient. They sort of had a throw rug over part of it, but it was, it was quite clear that it was uh, used uh, recently, eight months ago. <laughs> as recent as eight months can be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> would like to slowly open it, uh, but I do want to kind of feel to see if it uh, feels like it's been well used. Does it stick? Does it creak? A lot of traffic up and down from the basement. I've got a hand on his shoulder and one on his arm, and I'm just kind of peeking up and over as he does it. <laughs> Go ahead and give me a spot hidden, uh, Rumberger. I needed a uh, 55. Uh, roll to 16. Uh, so that is a success. And so even before, as you're looking uh, at the trap door, you can tell that the hinges are pretty rusty. They will absolutely creak as you pull up the ring, even with some little author clinging on your back, peering over. Totally open up the uh, the door so we can see uh, down inside. As soon as he does, I, I pull back and pull out my little notepad and start scratching in it. Are you literally documenting <laughs> just the sound of the door opening? Or yes. That's fascinating. <laughs> like you said, it's been 14 years. Rumberger's two E's and one U, not the other way around. R-E-E-E. So the trap door opens with a loud creak. Light from the parlor spills down into the cellar to provide a limited line of sight, illuminating a ladder, some shelving, and the white shell and gravel floor. You can make out that the shelves hold jars, small boxes, and other knickknacks. Everything is covered in a thick layer of dust. You also note that the cellar has no lighting, so lanterns or flashlights are needed. Large cobwebs are everywhere. Did anybody bring a flashlight? Because there's nothing in my possessions. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to, uh, you can each give me a luck roll to have some sort of flashlight or lighter or lantern on your person. I'll take that. Oops. <laughs> I needed a 50. I rolled a 62, which is a fail. I needed a 45. I got a three. So. <laughs> nice. Yay. Extreme. You have Here, I brought flashlights for everybody. <laughs> that, that's cool. <laughs> we'll, we'll just we'll keep uh, Sade's uh, result there. So with your extreme success, Sade, you obviously the doctor is prepared. So you tell us what you brought for a light source. Um, I bought a uh, a flashlight. It's one of those uh, little, they look like a lot larger box shaped flashlight that like pass for that time mm. as a flashlight, right? Nice, yeah. Um, and it's just like out of my bag. It, clearly the bag is too small to carry this. <laughs> and I just pull it out and I'm like, I'm prepared. <laughs> Nice. We were going nice into cellar. Why not? You know, so stop by the them. battery lasts for six minutes. <laughs> Duracell. Make ding, ding. <laughs> Make it count. We only got six minutes. <laughs> so, yep. Uh, with the doctor's light source, you're, you can easily see downstairs to a certain extent. Doctor, would you mind following me with your lantern? I don't mind. I will follow behind him. But I'll be right behind you. I'll guard the back. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we have an uh, assembly line. Let's do this. And here is the map of the cellar. Why don't each of you give me a spot hidden, please? There it is. I needed Honestly, a 55. I got an 82. I failed. 55, yeah, I got 27. Of course, the private eye, Rumbricker, yeah. had a great role there and performed a hard success. There is no trace of the blood on the floor. The floor is completely white and clean. It is gravel and shells, sort of like crushed up shells. You also notice that it's spongy. There's like a bit of a give to the floor. 
However, as your your trained eye goes to the professor's light source cast around the shelves, you do see some splatter effect on some of the jars and cans on one of the nearby shelves, which is consistent with what you saw in the photo. Uh, from the pictures that we saw, can we know roughly where the body was? Basically right at the bottom of the ladder. Rumburger, what's on the shelves? Let's. Uh, I would like to take a look at that, but before I walk over there, roughly where the body was, can I kind of like just scoot my hand into the shells a little bit and ask the doctor to kind of draw a little bit closer just to you know, see if there's anything under the, the initial layer of shells and sand? Um, I'm going to stick really close to Rummy. So you guys are like just huddling around. How about you, Hughes? <laughs> I'm going to examine how well built the shelves were. Okay. <laughs> nice. And uh, which, which shelves are you examining? Uh, I guess the ones on the south wall. Rumburger squats down whereabouts he thinks that the body was located. And of course, the spatter effect on the shelves to the um, west there, bear it out. That's probably your pretty close on. You, you dig your hands into the gravel and shells. You take a hit point of damage <gasps> because... There are some sharp, jagged shells within there, so you sort of dig down a little bit. And just one catches you off at the wrong angle and slices your finger. So you yank your hand back. and uh, But but you do find that there is a, a layer of this gravel and broken shells all around. And it's not hard packed, so it's just sort of on top of perhaps a subfloor. And if you had some tools, then maybe it'd be a little easier digging around or gloves or something like that. Do you guys clearly see Rumberger yank his hand back and it's dripping blood? And, I turn uh, away and pull out my little book and start scratching in again. And does that make you queasy at all, uh, Clark? Yeah, I'm dry heaving. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm writing drip, drip in the book. Oh, gross. So let's go back to Hughes real quick. And uh, you're inspecting the shelves to see how well built they are? Yeah. Is that correct? And then I guess if there's anything on the shelves, oh. that's a secondary task. With no light. Good luck. Why don't you go ahead and give me a spot hidden, please? I need a 40. I got a 37. That's a success. All right. So, yeah, you find that the shelves are pretty sturdy. Um, they're old school, sort of like almost like two by fours. But amidst all of the jars and cans and things that you see on the shelves, you see tucked behind some of it is a baseball bat. Nice. I'll take it. All right, go ahead and put that in your inventory, please. And uh, should you have to use this as a weapon, I'm not saying you will, this puppy does a 1d6 plus damage bonus. What'd you find? Hughes, uh, you turn around with a baseball bat in your hand. You can see the professor taking a look at Rumberger's hand, which is dripping blood. And uh, Clark is dry heaving, of course, while still trying to jot down something in his little book. I said drip, drip. If it's normal cut, I don't really, I don't think I need the doctor to really look at or anything. Wipe it off. Press on. Grab some dirt on it. It's fine. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a jellyfish thing. You have to pee on it. <laughs> oh, God. Did you need some help with that? Just on the hand or? Oh. Did you find anything? I did not, uh, other than this is really sharp, and I don't suggest you uh, digging around in the gravel and the shells. How, how, how was your hand? Like I said, it's really good, and I poke his notepad again with my... Oh. <laughs> so why don't we have the good professor, doctor rather, give me an intelligence roll, please. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, that didn't no, pan out so well. You can spend the luck. You can spend the, the luck. Speaking of spending the luck, so I will spend some luck on that to pass. All right. So you needed a 65. You rolled a 68, so reduce your luck by three. 
So you, you are looking at his hand, and uh, of course, Rumberger and Clark are talking to one another. And so you're slightly distracted, and you, you look around, and, and there's just something odd bugging you about the ladder. Hmm. It's interesting. It looks like the, the ladder goes further down beyond just this area. It goes beyond the flooring. I think it's... Hmm. In the softer part, it looks like there's something more underneath the ladder. You, you think that maybe we should uh, check that out, I think? I'm going to move over to the ladder Absolutely. quickly, but not touch anything. Just hover around the ladder, looking down as close as I can get without touching anything. You're just going to look at it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't want to get cut. Before we dig down there, um, do you mind uh, following me with your light, see if we can find any tools down here? But I don't have a light. I will look at the over here. I'm basically going to just follow you second set of eyes to find anything shovel anything we can move some of this uh this earth this floor i'm gonna notice that they moved away and quickly move towards them (laughs) towards the light like afraid to be in the dark no light no no and hughes uh what are you doing still caressing your baseball bat i'm gonna start slamming the ground around the uh clobbering time was there blood splatter on the uh the shelves that we found he found the baseball bat on uh no not there but uh to the west yeah, do you mind if we look at that before we uh, we go further? I wasn't sure how far the blood went. There's just like a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. It's not like a whole yeah. lot. Doctor, could you tell um, if the, the amount of blood that's on the uh, the shelves here, is it a significant amount that might have come from like a, you know somebody being killed here or you know just maybe a, a wound and maybe somebody retreated or whatnot? I can try. I, that sounds like an intelligence check personally. Or like could a, be, or it could be a medicine, whichever works for you. I do a medicine roll. Okay. I pass hard. You need a 60, you roll a 26. You can clearly quickly see, because you are a doctor, that uh, this is a, probably a significant amount of blood sluiced from some uh, violent impact, and it's just spatter effect. Uh, you can see just like a few drops here and there. And since you're inspecting that, why don't you each give me a search for that spot hidden for that uh, shelving unit? I needed a 55. I rolled a 44. That is a success. All right. I got 96. That's cool. <laughs> that would be done. I failed. Clark was the only one who managed to find something there. The doctor and Rumberger are just so much into inspecting the blood spatter that they don't. They're not really searching the shelving as well as they probably could have. Clark does manage to find an old lantern. Ooh, I like lanterns. Nice. I like lamp. Fire is fun. Why don't you go ahead and give me an intelligence check, please? Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. I needed a 50. I rolled a 24. That's hard. Okay. Big brain over here. Check out the big brain on Brad. So you do recall... My name's Xavier. As you were uh, looking upstairs in the cabin, you did happen to see a small canister of kerosene in the kitchen. I'm going to quickly run right past Hughes and up the ladder without Uh, even saying a word, just laser focused. (laughs) And taking the lantern with you, obviously. Yes. Clark just bounds past you and clambers up the ladder as you're pounding I'm socially awkward. So why don't you go ahead and give me a spot hidden, Hughes? Boom, I needed a 40. I got a 19. That's a hard success. Absolutely. The baseball bat is making a bit of a dent in the do- in the flooring. You're basically just pulverizing some of the gravel and seashells <laughs> into dust. a finer <laughs> dust. But you can absolutely tell that the ladder does indeed extend below this poured floor of detritus. And is probably a few feet down might be where it's anchored. You're not going to get there with a baseball bat. Let's put it that way. And if you had, like, I don't know, a shovel 
or some gloves to get at it. You can dig at it that way. I'll just take the hit points. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you're you have bloody mittens now. Call him Stumpy. Stumpy. Hey, Stumps. Stump Hughes. So we'll go back to Rumberger and the Good Doctor. Well, what do you think, Doc? You think uh, somebody died here? Well, it looks like that, based off of how much blood there is on all these jaws and canisters, definitely someone died here. I guess the main question that everyone's been asking is, what happened to her? Which is kind of weird because, well, actually, can I do an intelligence roll on that? Like, like in terms of, is there any drag marks of like blood or anything going in a direction? Well, no, it, you can clearly see that there's there's no physical evidence on the floor. It it's, was, before you came in, pristine to a certain mm-hmm. extent. Clearly no trace of anything beyond just these eight-month-old dark spatters. There's uh, eight-month-olds on the floor? There's a bunch of eight-month-olds. You better watch out. Look out where you step. <laughs> God, no! <laughs> we don't know where, where her body is. I don't think we've ever asked that question to just... He's just poof right after like being bludgeoned to death, I bet, um, based off of this all this blood splatter against the shelves. But that's the question, isn't it? But I'm betting that like beyond where that uh, ladder is might have something to do with where she possibly went, maybe. Just surmising. Then I would like to systematically look through the rest of these shelves for tools. What are you guys talking about down there? Where did the writer go? That's a good question. Did he get that sick and scared that he just ran away? He had an agenda. That's all I I knew. (laughs) He's only doing one chapter a day. He takes notes on automatopias. It's weird. Creaks and and drips. That's it. That's That's all I (laughs) <laughs> Today I heard a wind blow. Which one? I don't know. It went woo. <laughs> <laughs> so Rumberger and the doctor are heading up to the northern shelf there, the westernmost northern shelf. Clark, you find the uh, kerosene can. Mm-hmm. You can fill up that lantern if you like. All right. So, yeah, I'm going to fill up the, the lantern, mm-hmm. check the wick. You killed my puppy. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I realize I pat my pockets and realize I don't have anything to light it with. It's down in the basement, underneath the gravel in the shelves. It's Pat. <laughs> uh-huh. So I'm going to quickly go back down the stairs and right past Hughes again and over to the doctor. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Do you have a light? I have a lantern. I just pick up my lantern and say, yes, I do. I, I need a lighter. Oh. Uh, fire. <laughs> <laughs> Every good PI smokes. Well, everybody yeah. probably does in that era. Because smoking is good for you. It yes, absolutely. Health. In yeah. the 20s. So, <laughs> it's great. So, Hughes, you're, you're obviously getting nowhere with that uh, baseball bat. Uh, what would you like to do as these guys are running back and forth and looking all around you? <laughs> I guess I'll rejoin the group and just sort of inspect shelves for a shovel. Maybe maybe run along the wall, see if there's like a trap entrance. Ooh. <laughs> all right. So you're proceeding to the uh, eastern portion. So yeah, go ahead and give me a uh, spot hidden if you wouldn't mind. I need a 40. I got a 42. I'll spend the luck. You find, uh, as you're searching around the wall, you accidentally, with your baseball bat, knock over a book that was just barely precariously on one of the shelves immediately to your right. It falls to the ground with a thump. I'll pick it up. And I'll go over to the where the light is so I can read it without straining my eyes. All right. Does it save my life? It is uh, clearly some sort of uh, hand-bound scrapbook. And uh, as you rejoin the crew, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, meantime, uh, why don't we go ahead and have uh, the good doctor. Let's let's have uh, her take a spot hidden. Yeah, give me a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, I pass with a 31. You quickly find some gardening implements. Most of them are broken or beyond repair, but you do find a trowel that is still serviceable. I'll take the trowel. Trowels are fun. As you pick it up, it is very sharp on the edges. So even though it you know, probably could lay some bricks and so forth, spread some mortar, it probably would make a really nice handheld weapon. Ooh, awesome. It can do 1d4 plus 2 plus damage bonus. Jeez. So that's a nice little hack and slasher. Then again, this is why doctors are supposed to be just carrying around bone saws, too. You know, down here in New York, we like our bone saws. <laughs> down here in New York. I do declare. It's I do declare. Rumberger, why don't you go ahead and give me a spot hidden as you search and fumble your way. You need a 55, I got a 74. Uh, I don't think on that shelf, it appears the doctor found probably the only item of interest. Hughes has a bat and a book. And so uh, what are you doing? Clark with that uh, lantern. Excuse me, Rummy. Do you have a lighter? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So it, it ignites quickly and easily. You can adjust it to whatever light you'd like to. And, uh, and instantly the uh, confines of the cellar smell like kerosene burning. Mm. But thankfully, you left the trap door open, so... Nice. Not as cool as a electric torch, but you know. True, true. I hold it as high as I can. Mm-hmm. Hughes approaches the party, the rest of the investigators, and he has a, a curious-looking book in his hands. Uh, I, 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 need a, I need a light. Oh, well, <laughs> of course. I just pivot in his we both, we both shove it towards him. <laughs> Like take a light off of anything anyone was looking at and just direct. <laughs> this is this isn't this is important. And then I'll read the book. Clearly, it is a uh, scrapbook of some sort. Someone has been collecting newspaper articles over the course of time since 1799. Woo. And you can see that uh, the newspaper articles uh, have headlines such as Fire Devastates Valley in 1799, Influenza Count Rises in 1837, Medawee Floodwaters in 1858, Washington County Drought in 1881, and Local Man Struck by Lightning in 1901. Hmm. As you're looking over these hues, you can see that each article features some sort of tragic incident concerning a member of the Blackwood family who, against all odds, miraculously survived or endured the event. And Hmm. why don't you give me an intelligence roll, Hughes? Because I'm not that intelligent. Oh. Uh, what did you get? Say that before. I, need, I needed a 50. I got a one. So All that, right. We know everything. That is a critical success. Now I know how to prove his innocence and the thing is over. <laughs> Thank you for joining us tonight. No. You immediately through just thumbing through these collection of uh, headlines that the Blackwood family seems to be blessed with uncanny good luck. And you also notice that the article headlined Local Man Struck by Lightning features a young Arthur Blackwood and describes how he survived being struck by lightning while digging up an old tree stump. And then to the east, you hear a jar roll off the shelf and shatter on the ground. Draw my pistol out and point in that direction. I turn with my light source in that direction to the east. I hit Clark in the face with a baseball bat. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Oh, blood. It looks like just a jar had fallen off maybe one of the top shelves, perhaps even disturbed by Hughes. Clark, 
with, with your light, why don't you go uh, closer to over to the east side of this uh, basement, and uh, we'll keep an eye on you from here. Okay, that sounds nice. So I'm going to start venturing over, and I'm finally, for the first time in my life, accepted into a group. Can I just do a psychology check on him? Just like, just as, like, is he okay? <laughs> sure, go ahead. Are any of us okay? That's the real question, isn't it? An extreme. <laughs> I'm extremely okay. I'm going to fight back. <laughs> I could do charm. Sure, why not? Uh, I need a 65. I rolled a 41. All right. So that's not as good as an extreme, I just, I'm just going to look back and wink. <laughs> I just well, kind of like look like what? <laughs> the good doctor knows that clearly this uh, author cousin to Arthur Blackwood probably might have a couple screws loose uh, rattling around. Obviously, he has uh, deep issues with paranoia and and that probably fuels his writing he's just a bit of a coward i write restaurant reviews <laughs> <laughs> now that i see right through him, i just like proudly nod my head i'm like you, you go <laughs> you, you take those few steps in the, in the I'm direction trying to get there yeah. do, do me now <laughs> <laughs> Clark is moving uh, towards the east to check out that fallen jar. And uh, what are the rest of you guys doing while he's doing that? I do want to sort of uh, uh, stay back, but like follow him. Ah. I'm going to do the same, and I'm going to like point the flashlight in his direction. Oh my! At the shuffle. <laughs> the rest of the investigators are sort of trailing behind him about 15 feet. Clark has the lantern, and uh, the good doctor has the uh, electric torch. Rumberger, why, why don't you give me a spot hidden, please? And I, of course, failed again. I needed 55, but I think I should spend the five luck on this one. Okay. You're keeping a close eye on Clark as he's moving eastward. In the gleam of the lantern, you do spot something on the shelf immediately to your left. Something catches your eye, a gleaming piece of silver. I totally ignore the guy with the lantern and let him go into his doom, and I want to check out what I just noticed. <laughs> Lovely. Off to my doom. So you find what appears to be some sort of dagger any blood on it there's a bit of dust on it it hasn't been used in quite some time it's nothing super fancy not uh not sacrificial or anything like that Candarian yeah. <laughs> dagger pick it up off the shelf actually i'll i'll hand the knife to um hughes <laughs> maybe we can use this to kind of clear off some of that uh gravel if you want to scrape instead of hit with a bat i'll go do that hughes hit let's go ahead and do the good doctor next go ahead and give me a spot hidden roll please dope Need a 35, roll a 69. That is a fail and probably don't want to spend that much luck. So uh, so you're keeping an eye on Clark and, and you're kind of enraptured with that broken jar. You feel like something's just not quite right. In the meantime, we'll go to Hughes, who receives the dagger from Rumberger. But I'm also going to give you a spot hidden, if you don't mind. I guess. <laughs> I needed a 40. I got a 72. I got a fail. And I'd like to point out that I only get criticals in our one-offs. I never (laughs) get them in the main story. Oh, well. So, uh, yeah, you you are distracted enough. Uh, You were kind of looking at the shelves a little bit. But then uh, Rumberg said, hey, hey, heads up. Tosses you the dagger. (laughs) Flipping it over and over towards you. Oh, yeah. I meant to throw it to you, not at you. It's a common mistake. People do it all the time. So the dagger can do 1d4 plus 2 plus damage bonus, much the same as the trowel does. I'm getting an arsenal here. You pretty much, yeah. You got the baseball bat and everything. I have a lantern. Clark, you approach the jar. My name's Xavier. It looks like it's like a large mason jar that probably held some screws, which are now spilled on the gravel. I think it's connected to the masons. Illuminati. And it's uh, shattered at your feet. 
I jam both my hands down onto the glass. <laughs> <laughs> I get as close as I can, just like I did with a ladder. Mm-hmm. Extremely close, but not touching anything. Crouch down with one knee on either side with my arms on the inside of my knees. Go ahead, give me a spot hidden. I needed a 55, I rolled a 15. That's a hard success. All right, so you squat down in front of this busted jar, sort of blocking everybody else's line of sight. Indeed, these are uh, it was a jar that held some screws and you're kind of like, what the heck? And you you look up at the shelves. You can see there are a few more jars up there that are holding similar uh, knickknacks and there's one that has buttons in it, for instance. Just underneath the shelf, you see the shape of what looks like some sort of moldy old box. Hmm. I form up the shape of a bucket of water. I'm going to quickly spin around, stand up and spin around all in one move. I found a box. Do you want to see the box? Hughes, you're an architect? Yeah, 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 yes. Based on your knowledge of typical architecture for these kinds of houses or whatnot, can you tell if there may or may not be a false wall here somewhere? Or do you think based on the uh, the rest of the house, that this is all we should be able to see on this level. I would expect this to be a large rectangle, not an L-shaped, but uh, you're the architect. What do you think? I looked earlier, and I, I couldn't find any examples of that despite rolling well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I do know that it goes down, and it, it seems to want to, 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 to hide that, that there's a lower level, so this level could e- easily just be this shape, and the lower level have more, more more to it have you ever come across someplace that has a, a sub basement like that like what you're you're describing Gen- general generally if if the firm is asked to d- d- design something with a h- hidden room it is of our prerogative that 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 that's trouble and we know that there is something off with 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 that with those people <laughs> they're building a special room <laughs> That that's correct. It, it's it's trouble in general. I just didn't want to like not use your, your valuable insight to this because um, I know nothing about building houses, but I will find my bad guy. I, I've 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 never been called value valuable before. Oh, I'm witnessing a moment. This is nice. <laughs> I I'm gonna go dig now. At this point, uh, the good doctor and uh, Rumberger see Clark turn around and say, "I found a box. A box. A box. Guess we should go take a look at it." Yeah, I'll, I'll walk over to him. I'm going to take a step back and just exa- and watch how they interact with what I found. All right, and you guys clearly see that there is like just a really old-looking box underneath the shelving, uh, somewhat hidden by some cobwebs. It's a miracle mm-hmm. that he actually saw this thing. I'm a miracle. While I'm over here, can we tell maybe where that uh, that broken jar, what shelf that was sitting on? Yeah, it was on the very top shelf. Why don't you give me a spot hidden? I rolled a 61. I needed a 55 and trying to debate if six points is worth the spend. It's up to you. You can also push it. Yeah, there's no obvious danger yet, so it can't hurt that bad. True. Um, True. Just do it then. You know what? I'll spend the luck. You know, it's not okay. like this character might survive beyond tonight. You're sort of looking up at the other jars that are on the very top shelf. It looks like something did shift on that top shelf to knock it down. You can see just the tip of what appears to be some sort of old-fashioned cutlass, and it had somehow rotated on that top shelf and knocked over that one jar. I'm going to reach up there and carefully grab it by the uh, the handle. It looks like some old cavalry saber. It's actually in very good shape. It appears to be very sharp. Interesting, but 
probably not the murder weapon. There's no blood or anything on the blade. Just um, a random point. Like, if this is like a few steps before the final boss battle, we're all finding all the weapons. There's this gardening tool that could also be used as a dagger. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, hmm. I have a lantern. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Fight! Xavier, can you tell what era this is from? No idea. <laughs> I needed a 45 year old in 84. Is that the murder weapon? The jar that fell? Any label on it or? There were screws in it. <laughs> they made a, a tinkle screw. sound when they landed. Did you record the tinkle sound for your records? Of course, of course. T-I-N cool. <laughs> <laughs> I hand the saber to the writer. It's like, I want my hands free. Here, hold this. I'll check out the box. Be very careful about it. Sure. It's open at the top and is jam-packed full of what appears to be old photographs, drawings, and journals. Mm. It's the stuff that doctors love. Ew. Pick up some journal entries. You pick up a journal, which is pretty heavily bound uh, in leather, and tucked right in the middle is some sort of painting, sort of almost like a bookmark. Mm-hmm. I want to take a closer look at that bookmark. The painting is actually a small representation of a stern-looking man in puritanical clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an ostentatious black jeweled ring on one of his fingers that catches the eye. And on the back of the painting is written, Wizard Milton Blackwood. Hmm. Wizard Blackwood has something to do with the whole uh, <laughs> belief that they are cursed and or lucky luck and not luck is not real so this is uh funny but is there any diary entry having to do with the painting or him in there it's very interesting because as you think this or utter this that magic has nothing to do with any of this you happen to notice that the painting his eyes are kind of following you no matter how you turn the painting so you're twisting it back and forth in the light and examining particularly that ring that he's wearing in the painting but his eyes never waver from yours and i'm gonna need you to make a sanity roll i bet i was like uh i got a 51 i like i needed to get 60 so nice so yeah you you easily shake it off because you're you know a person of science so it's just a trick of the paintings the the painter was probably very well crafted and uh, had much skill to make it seem like it you just sort of set it aside and take a look inside the journal where you see there are many entries uh, all handwritten and it's dated 1725 so it's quite old it is an archaic script so i'm gonna need you to make an english language roll to read it (laughs) i failed (laughs) i failed my own language (laughs) you needed a 70 and you rolled an 81 Uh, would you like to let that stand you can either spend 11 luck or you can push the roll. <laughs> Cursive is hard. Uh, I'll just spend it. So I'll spend the luck on that one. Then. You squint in the light of your torch and you find a section that is a bit more readable than the rest of it. This is clearly the journal of Milton Blackwood. Uh, the person in the painting. And there is some sort of section about a pact made with a creature not of this earth. So the bound is set, the cord sealed in blood. Wealth and good fortune shall forever flow through the Blackwood bloodline. The price is Christian blood that has been defiled through Sabbath rites. That's what it says. It's kind of dark and ominous. Good times. 
Yeah. <laughs> all right. And Yeesh. just for a moment, we're going to head back to Hughes, all by his lonesome at the base of the ladder. Go ahead and describe what you're doing there. I'm sort of using the knife to, like, get up and under the shells to be able to dig it out the uh, the little, like, flap thing, rather than just jamming a bat into it like I was earlier. It's not doing great, because it is a, just a thin blade tip. New technique. Thank God I have this duct tape. <laughs> Roll for duct tape. But as you are digging away, trying to figure out how can you get down to the base of this ladder, you hear a creak to your right, and you see the shelving unit is tipping toward you. I'm going to need you to make a dexterity roll to avoid it. Hooray. I needed a 50. I got a 31. That's a success. Nice. So the shelving unit tips over and essentially comes to rest on the ladder. So it's sort of leaning at a 45 degree angle. Now all of the contents have spilled onto the floor. And you see in this corner between the shelves, a shovel tips over and you can see it land handle first on the uh, onto the gravel. That's Con, 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 convenient. Oddly <laughs> convenient. Grab the shovel and get back at it. So we'll head back to Rumberger and Clark, who are presumably watching as the doctor rummages through the box. You said there's uh, some photographs in there as well? Yep. With my very strange interest in photography, evidently. I kind of want to get an idea of like how old are these photographs from over decades? So you're sort of thumbing through some of them, and, and clearly they are much older. There are some tin-type photographs. But as you're flipping, you notice that there's some sort of scrap of paper that is slipped down into the bottom of the box. Take a look at it. It appears to be a missing page from the journal that the doctor is holding. Uh, can I read it? It is a language English roll. I need a 60. I rolled a 62. So, of course, I'm going to spend two points. And I'll have you read it out loud. But you tell me whether or not you're actually reading out loud. When I read it, I, like, laugh. I kind of, like point to the doctor like these fools from the the old world unto the very ground i have bound the daemon to the blackwood bloodline who talks like that anymore as long as a true blackwood kin wears the ring the creature will remain trapped and its gift of good fortune will remain untainted let this ring never leave your finger let it pass from air to air on the deathbed never let the creature out for its hate is unbounded and its desires to see the extinction of the blackwood name like really they actually named something that can cause them bad luck probably put this in the journal but i think this is a waste of time hocus pocus <gasps> as soon as you say hocus pocus three witches <laughs> appear <laughs> bad midler <laughs> any of you guys believe in this uh, mystical silliness not really. I mean, I'm a woman of science. It's kind of hard to believe, but who knows what's real? I I, I, I only b- believe in stru- by the structural stairs. integrity. <laughs> it's a small room, bro. 15 five-foot squares, mister. Good. I, I believe in the wall in my head. So I'm going to reach into the box and grab the painting with one hand uh, with the lantern and one hand with the painting. Just move it around and as I stay still and, and see if the eyes follow me no matter where I put it. And just kind of I'm fascinated by it and start to giggle. All right. Go ahead, give me a sanity roll. Oh, man. Oh, I needed a 35. And I rolled a 35. What luck. You're pretty certain, too, that uh, it's simply the skill of the painter. Mm-hmm. More importantly, the ring catches your eye. It is very ornate and strikes a chord with you. Bong. Cousin. 
Okay, so I'm going to bring the painting close, like I've inspected everything else as close as I can get, and look at the the ring on the on the finger. As you get closer and closer, you can see the painter has attempted to inscribe on the ring in very small detail what appears to be your family sigil. Oh. The Blackwood sigil. Hmm. And from the northwest corner of the cellar, all of you here. Mr. Hughes, was that you? Uh, um, everyone heard that, right? Like, <laughs> it wasn't... I, 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 heard, I heard it, too. I, again, I, I know I'm getting trigger-happy, but I draw the gun and point it towards that direction. Can your torch actually direct light all the way to that corner? I turn around in that direction. You can see just, like, the dim, shadowy outline of the shelving, but you're pretty sure that it came from right in this neighborhood. I'm behind the shelf, but I have my arm out with the lantern so they can use the light from it. Is it even remotely possible that I can blame this on, like, wind? Almost an answer. The trap door closes. Slam shut. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. Hughes, was that you? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I didn't do nothing. I, I think maybe we should leave. I'm going to go up and get as close as I can to, uh, to Rummy. Just stay behind me. I'm almost his coat. I just think that, uh... It's wind, possibly. It's a little weird, is the best way to put it. From my perspective, I'm just trying to dig faster. (laughs) (laughs) Even though you're not making a huge amount of progress digging up the entire floor, uh, you have managed to uncover a layer of human bones. Nice. Beneath the shells and the ground. They're crushed up, but they're kind of recognizable as bone. I've I've seen a a lot of humans' bones, and... (laughs) And, and that's that. In my ears. And, and I'm going to need you to make a sanity roll, please. Nice. I need a 60 out of 15. You're still going to take one point of sanity as this unnerves you. But I just said I've seen a lot of humans' bones. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the combination of the shelf, the trap door, and the fact that you're sort of... Now you're in the darkness because there aren't, is no light coming through the pantry door down to the mm-hmm. ladder. I just like the image of him at the very last sliver of light discovering these human remains. <laughs> Slam. <laughs> Only going a little bit insane over it. Doctor, did, did you hear the voice? Yes, I, I did. That what, was, uh, what, what, what was the voice? I mean, if I'm going to be scientific about it, it could have just been the wind, but I'm pretty sure the wind can't make sounds as articulate as that. I bet you the voice is coming from beneath the floor in that extra room. There is no such thing as shadowy voices. There's another room? I mean, there possibly there might be. We need to check the base of that, the ladder. I mean, he's been digging for a while. Must be something. As they say that, I'm going to move up a little bit, mm-hmm. having a little confidence in their, them telling me that it's probably just uh-huh. something from and another I'll room. attack you. <laughs> <laughs> just, and, and that's going to throw some light mm-hmm. on Hughes. M- Mr. Hughes, did you find anything? I, 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 I found some human bo- bones. Clark, why don't you go ahead and give me a spot hidden real quick? Nope, I closed my eyes. <laughs> I needed a 55. I wrote a 31. As you asked this question to Hughes and sort of held up your lantern to see him mm-hmm. better, you see a writhing mass of shadow directly behind Hughes. 
it sort of collapses in upon itself and then disappears from your light. Did anybody see that? Looking the direction that he asked that about, is there anything there other than Hughes? I mean, there's just normal shadow. I think I'm going to need a sanity check from Clark. I-, I would like to leave. There's no escape. I need a 35. I rolled an 83. Nice. Why don't you go ahead and roll D8, please? A six. Yep. And uh, I believe we're going to trigger about a madness with that, aren't we? No, I think that's fine. No, that's okay. So you're going to do a temporary insanity. Temporary. So 29. Wow. I was at a 35. I'm at a 29 sanity. Awesome. And I am temporarily insane. Clark, yes. you're pretty convinced now that Hughes has summoned this thing. He is the wizard. We have to get out of here immediately. Mr. Hughes is, he's the wizard. He, he's going to, he's going to kill us all. We have to leave now. Use your gun. Use your gun. Hughes? I try to reach for his gun. Uh, I smack him. You don't have to hit me. Uh, I needed a 40. I rolled a 79. I needed a 45. I rolled a 68. So you easily just keep him away from you. But clearly, uh, Clark is starting to lose his grip. I grab as tight as I can onto Rummy's jacket at the lower part and just hold with a death grip. My knuckles whitened. And this is the first thing I can't hear all night. What? <laughs> huh? What's going on? I don't know. How about you, uh, Hughes? Uh, you want to do anything? Summon another demon. As I'm kind of losing it, I just keep jabbing into the shells because you know you gave me a shovel and we know there's a there's a thing underneath so just keep trucking away going down no he has the shovel in his hand but he's still digging with a dagger (laughs) i'm actually just kicking the shells (laughs) he's hitting the ladder with the shovel i don't get it (laughs) okay xavier here's what we're gonna do we're gonna go over to the ladder stay behind me back up so your back is against the wall there's nothing gonna get you that's not gonna have to go through us for First. Rummy, I trust you. <laughs> uh, he shoots me. Ooh, what you say? <laughs> can I uh, grab Xavier by the shoulders and then do psychoanalyze on him? Absolutely. Just stare into his eyes. Yes. Just like, you're going to be fine. <laughs> um, so I'm going to do that. Go for it. 65, I got a 19. I got a hard Lovely. Pass. The doctor grabs hold of uh, Xavier and just tries to do a little bit of a pep talk. And the doctor's voice just soothes Clark's burgeoning madness. And I gain one point of sanity. And as Rumbergers, you are watching this miracle of modern medicine taking place. You see a shadow coalesce directly behind the good doctor. Just shoot straight into it, assuming it's somebody coming up behind her. We're going to go into combat mode now. And I drop into the fetal position. Righto. <laughs> I'm so, here, just relaxing. Don't worry just about me. Chilling, <laughs> just So, Rumberger is going to obviously go first. So, yeah, this is actually going to go last. So, it's got a dex of 35. Wow. Yeah. Fire away. I needed a 60. I rolled a 44. Or, I'm sorry, a 40. Looks like it does four damage. So you see this horrifying manifestation of shadow coalesce and become solid right behind the doctor. There is no body or head, just writhing black tentacles that have these sharp, pointy maws at the end of them. And immediately, the three of you are engulfed in the stench of rotting eggs and what is clearly some sort of rotting corpse. I will need the good doctor to make a listen roll, please. What's behind me? What's this? What's this? There's something in the air. (laughs) I was going to thank you for that. That was great. Uh, (laughs) 
I'm supposed to get a 45. I got a 20. I got a hard pass. Lovely. So you will not be uh, given a surprise attack, thankfully, because you heard it. This thing is going to attack you, but you have the opportunity to uh, fight back, dodge, or maneuver. I guess I'm turning around to face it. I'm going to move backward and also shine my light at it as I'm backing up. So it sounds like uh, dodge to me, right? Yes, I'm mostly dodge. Cool. Go ahead and roll that puppy, and I'll roll. You got puppies? Fight. I, yeah, I do have a puppy. <laughs> Right, let's see if this works because right. holy, holy crap. So I got I was supposed wow. to I got a critical one. So a boom. <laughs> boom is right. This tentacle lashes out at you from the darkness. You can now see that this thing is just a few feet away from you, and it's it's a mass of just writhing air shadows playing off of the light that you shone at it, and as this tentacle reaches out and snaps just inches from your face, you raise the torch. The thing just sort of sucks back into itself and disappears. Mm. Hughes, why don't yes. you give me a listen roll? A listen roll? Uh-huh. Okay, I'm sure, yeah, we're like seven feet away from me. <laughs> I didn't notice anything. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. This is going to be cool. Oh, whoa. Nice. I need a 20, I got a 19, so I heard. That's right. Behind you, you hear... Blackwoods must die. And you feel cold at your back and a stench of rotting eggs. Good thing I'm not a Blackwood. I'll yell out, not a Blackwood. (laughs) Not it. Blackwoods are going to die, duck. (laughs) So why don't each of you give me an intelligence roll? Are you kidding me? It looks to me as if uh, Clark has the best success, a hard success. I need a 50, rolled an 11. And Clark, you are starting to put two and two together here. You remember Arthur on the tape saying, find my ring. You saw a ring in the painting. So there's some ring around here. It's around the rosies. Look for rosies. We should probably try to probably find that ring. Um, Would it be around where the body probably was? That's a good idea. We got to find the ring. In the middle of combat. Yes. 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 I want to fight. Hughes, did you find a way down to some other room down here? Apparently not. It didn't matter how hard I dug. I never found the way down. In the end, it doesn't even matter. In the end, it doesn't even matter. You all simultaneously have had this revelation, and Hughes yelled out to Clark, Duck! Behind Hughes is the creature. Ooh, so it moved. Yes, it moved, and you're starting to understand, particularly the doctor, that Somehow it moves within the shadows. I am silently fascinated. That's the best way to just like. Nice. Hmm. I'm, I'm scared out of my mind, but that is also very fascinating. Use. Uh, this creature's right behind you. What would you like to do? I will dodge. I need nice. a 35. I got a 16. That's a hard dodge. So, yeah, you managed to move away. Can I do a uh, an intelligence check to see if, if it would be a safe assumption that if the body was found roughly just to the south of where we currently are, if the person had a ring, if it w- might be laying underneath there somewhere? I would say that's probably a reasonable assumption, even without the intelligence check. Give me that shovel and just try to pull it out of your hands for a moment. I give him the shovel. I don't have a light, so I'm just going to start very quickly digging down as if, roughly where I'm guessing the body was. And I'm staying right next to him with the lantern holding it as high as I can. I'm going to show the light where he's digging in the area just so that like if we catch a glint of well any metal material or Smart. any items. Who's keeping an eye on the creature? Anybody? 
I can. So Hughes, you see it disappear. Cool. It sort Great. of sucks in on itself and just shrinks back into the shadows until there's nothing but shadow. Talented. I did a bad job. Keep <laughs> an eye on it. <laughs> Guys, it, 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 it's, it's gone. Where did it go? I start swinging the lantern around, all around us, trying to find it. Rumberger, why don't you go ahead and give me a luck roll? Ah, oh, of course. I've spent all my luck so far. Yeah, you are digging around frantically now, uh, maybe a little too frantically, because the shovel snaps, the handle snaps. I, I shouldn't have given given you the the shovel. If it does break, I won't stop. Even if uh, at this point, I will use my hands if I have to. I guess I'll inspect for the disappearing act. Sort of look around where it went away. I'm going to give my digging implement to Rumberger. Here, use this. It's smaller. Hughes and Clark, give me spot hiddens, please. I need a 40. I need a 55. I got a 7. That's an extreme success. So the doc pulls out the trowel and hands it to Rumberger and says, here, this will be a little bit easier to use. And immediately behind her from the shadows as she leans forward appears the creature directly behind her. Clark sees it immediately. Hughes has no idea. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Clark, you want to do anything with your uh, information? I'm going to see the shape form mm-hmm. and the tentacles start to lash out towards the doctor, and I'm going to throw the lantern. Oh, my God. <laughs> Get away from her and throw the lantern. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead and uh, give me a throw roll, right? That's a skill, isn't it? Sure. Just as long as you don't throw it at the wizard. But the doctor is the wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I needed a 35. I rolled a 99. That is a fumble. You reach back to sort of rear back to throw the lantern and the kerosene dribbles onto your hand and your arm catches fire. I have more light. (laughs) And uh, immediately the cellar is filled with the stench of burning flesh. The good doctor hears directly over her shoulder. I smell black wood blood in you. What? <laughs> like I turn? Do I turn? Do I turn around to that? Like what is? <laughs> Absolutely, you do. And you see the creature, and he lashes out at you. I am going to dodge. Fuck. <laughs> the rest yeah. of you see two of these tentacles just latch onto the back of her neck, and she shrieks as you take three points of damage. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. <laughs> starts controlling her. No. Nice. <laughs> That's the image. I'll sort of try and uh, help him put the fire out in his arm. Take a swing at it with your arm. That's fair. Yeah, do that. Put my arm out the next round. You'll <laughs> <laughs> live. I'm going to continue digging. Finding the ring is more important than, uh, sorry, your arm. I agree. I will swing my baseball bat at it. Rumberger, why don't you go ahead and give me a luck roll, please? The troll's helping quite a bit, so thanks, Doc. What you find is a jawbone. And unfortunately, in your frantic digging with the trowel, you do it much damage to the point where it might have been able to be identified, but probably not now. Let's move along to Clark. 
Yes. Swing away with your little arm there, I'm buddy. going to move in, and I'm going to raise my flaming arm and scream out, I smell delicious! And then swing my arm <laughs> in. <laughs> oh my god. I needed a 40. I rolled an 8, which is another extreme. You do a couple points of damage, of fire damage. You, you smell like this sort of singed, burnt flesh that is uh-huh. dead. You see it shrink back slightly, but it doesn't do a whole lot of damage, and it's still attached to the doctor. But you your, your whole arm is uh-huh. immediately extinguished. That's what I was hoping for. And indeed, you see the flesh of your arm is not only burnt, but it's icy cold to the touch now. Mm-hmm. Hughes, moving in with your baseball bat. I got this. Peanut butter jelly time. I failed anyway, so it's okay. Uh, so you took a swing at it, but it sort of undulated away from you, and you notice that the tentacles which are attached to the dock actually elongate as the main body shrinks back towards the shelves. And the dock is going to take a nap. One more point of damage. One of the tentacles detaches, and you can feel hot blood running down the back of your neck. Why don't you go ahead and give me a constitution roll? Oh, this is great. Fuck. <laughs> so you feel rooted to the spot. It's almost as if you have become paralyzed to a certain extent. Your mind is quite alive and still screaming on the inside. This is how I end. Can I do anything? I'm literally just not moving. You are literally paralyzed, paralyzed. at this point. Yeah. We're basically going to have you do a constitution check each round as long as you don't die. Scientifically, that has to be amazing, though. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like It's so much fun being paralyzed. There's nothing that you know of that could cause this. This is fantastic. I'm being attacked by shadows. How does that work? Rumberger, are you going to start us off with luck? I want to toss the trial to uh, Hughes and say, Hughes, dig here. But I'd like to basically try to tackle the doctor. So, yeah, why don't you go ahead and uh, let's say a dex roll to efficiently do that. Indeed, you got 29 heart. So you easily tackle the dock and you feel this bit of resistance. Her head sort of snaps back and then you hear this sucking pluck sound as a tentacle detaches from the back of her neck. Uh, you will take one more point of damage, Doc. I bet I do. <laughs> and you, f- you feel the strength leaching back into your body. So maybe next round you'll be able to do something. Uh, meanwhile, Hughes? I am I, 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 I am the digging expert. <laughs> Go ahead, Indiana Jones. And I needed a 58 and I got a 52. All right. So you, you're digging around. You find more and more bones. And uh, you see these scraps of flesh. Which, if uh, you can put two and two together, you're only an architect, not a doctor. Jim. Jim. But you kind of get the feeling that this might be Rosemary's body. (gasps) Her baby. Her baby. Her baby. No. And, <laughs> Those are uh, only eight-month-old babies. Guys. Yes, eight-month-old rosemary babies. For everybody. Everybody gets one. Everybody okay. gets a baby. Yeah. Oh, uh, pops out. And, but fortunately, you find a dusty black ring. Very ornate. <sighs> I put it on. Nothing happens. Give it to me. I'm the bloodline. Put, I put out my burnt arm reaching towards a... Clark uh, reaches out his burnt hand and... It snaps off just above the elbow and falls to the floor and just shatters into dust. So so sorry. Here, try this one. I reach out my other arm. Oh, it's sanity is just a wonderful thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll put the, the ring on his finger. As Hughes extends the ring toward Clark's finger, you feel... A wave, a blast of coldness wash over you. The doctor and Rumberger 
especially get the brunt of this, you can feel just ice particles start to coalesce on your bodies as you're lying on the ground just a few feet away from this shadowy creature. And as the ring is inserted onto Clark's hand... Slower. (laughs) You hear the distant scream from some unknown dimension, and the thing instantly disappears with a pop. But in the northwest corner of the cellar, you see a dim glow underneath the bone and gravel and shells in the shape of what appears to be some sort of sigil. And it just glows this soft white color for just a few moments and then ebbs darker and darker and darker until it becomes shadow again. I throw the lantern at it. (laughs) I think your lantern days are over, buddy. Die, shadows! And with that, you understand that the creature has been contained once again, that a Blackwood is wearing the ring, which controls and traps the creature to the sigil. And he can't take it off because you can't take off a ring with the same hand that's wearing it. We can make a deal with the uh, the genie and kill him and get <laughs> our three wishes. At this I point. wish I was a Blackwood. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, thankfully you weren't the only one. Doc? Yeah. <laughs> Blackwood. You're able to at least provide the evidence. Hughes found uh, remains of Rosemary. With more inspection, uh, the police in the morgue and the coroner determined that she was actually killed by some sort of wild animal, not f- uh, by any kind of human intervention. And uh, Arthur is freed. Nice. So when we come out of the cellar, it's 2016? Yeah, exactly right. Okay. <laughs> yes. Like all good Call of Cthulhu uh, scenarios. <laughs> oh, it's the future. That's going to be it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. We thank everybody for listening. Tonight's scenario was based on What's in the Cellar, written by John Hook, available via chaosium.com in their free stuff section. So feel free to, you guys can go there and check it out and see what you missed. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, or anywhere you download your regular podcasts. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at thelovecrafttapes.com with links to all our recommendos and social media channels, including Facebook, Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server. We can chat with us in real time. You can find me on Twitter at lovecrafttapes. You can find me on Twitter at Brian Podcast. I'm also on Instagram at brian lovecraft and if you want to tell me how nice this was without matt you can find me at lovecraft gabe yeah i just appreciate the opportunity guys i really do it's uh, been a while it's since fun. i've had a chance to game with a good group you guys are awesome uh thank you all of you hey and you can find me at uh at shade Andy edwards um on twitter as well as you can follow us the lovely craftings podcast at yeah. the lovely craftings uh, so please follow us there and until next time roll for lantern throwing. The Lovecraft Tapes podcast is copyright 2019. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.
Rosenbergers are so intense but delicious that yep. I just could not operate functionally yeah. after 12 o'clock. I just went back home. <laughs> 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 like with a milkshake with a shot of brandy in it. So, oh yeah, baby. Um, oh my gosh, that sounds good. It's amazing. Mm. But get ready. Just be ready for it. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Rum burger. <laughs> nom nom nom. Does sound like a PI, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Tonight on Rum Burger. <laughs> <laughs>